What's up guys and welcome to the second episode of T-Dog Talks. My name is Tiernan and before we get any further and I go and talk to Brian, I just want to let you know a quick disclaimer that today's episode we go deep into the topic of mental health and we talk about a lot of things including suicide. So if it is someone that you struggle with yourself or you know someone dealing with it, reach out and talk to someone reach out and give that person help because at the end of the day it's okay not to be okay um, i don't want to keep you too long in the intro so hopefully you do enjoy this podcast and i will see you at the far side yeah but obviously that's you have episodes where it's going to be steep and you have episodes where you're going to have a laugh and yeah okay okay let's let's go right for it there Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode two of T Dog Talks. My name is Tiernan, and on this episode, we have a very good friend of mine. Um, his name is Mr. Brian Coyle. Brian, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody listening who doesn't know what you do? Um, how's it going? My name's uh, Brian Coyle. I'm a sports massage therapist and peak performance gym in Sturban, and I'm also a cut man for MMA, kickboxing, Muay Thai. Um, now, Brian, I know you do sports massage as your main job. Is that correct, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, but sports massage wasn't what you wanted to do when you were growing up. Um, definitely not. Um, growing up uh, in a small town like Stavan, anybody who knows Stavan, uh, grew up. I'm I'm 37 years old, so my kind of generation of people, there was never. You were never uh, kind of encouraged to like have a dream, have a have a career, pursue something different. You were always yeah. kind of go, you know, go, go to school, school. Yeah. go to school. Um, if you're not academic, leave school, get a job, uh, get a mortgage, die, retire, die, maybe have a few kids in between. Anything else was a bonus. There was never this whole. Um, what do you want to do with your life? No, how, what, what, what is it that inspires you? What is it that really floats your boat? It was just, you no know, p- parents looked out for you to try and, and, and point you in, in like the safe direction. There was never anything uh, put into, um, you know, happiness. Happiness yeah. is a big, big thing that what makes you happy? That that was that was the main thing. How what do you want to do with your life that makes you happy? Sports massage is is the best job in the world. I am so happy and I'm so fortunate. But sports massage was not something that was never even thought about. Uh, it wasn't even like even even when I started to do sports massage, uh, it was never thought about as like a viable career. Did that you was... did you think see when you started doing sports massage? Did you think that would take off in the way it did? Uh, no, no, and I, I kind of got on the sports massage early. I, I, I kind of got on and got my qualification kind of before the whole fitness boom. Um, the only thing was really about was running had started to take off. Yeah, and and my whole philosophy behind sports massage was, oh, how can I, how can I cash in on them? No, what, what can I do to, to kind of get this, be involved with this buzz of, of, of fitness and, and people starting to take care of themselves. I mean, my, my original plan when I went back to school was to be a barber. Yeah. And thank God I didn't do it because I would have been a horrible barber. <laughs> I definitely would have been a horrible barber. Um, happy accident, happy coincidence, whatever you want to call it. You know, 
I'm not a very religious person, but I I really really do believe that there there's forces that guide us that 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 kind of point us in directions and and you know a lot of my life has been happy accidents, happy coincidences, and and being in the right place at the right time. But, yeah, just but just when you talk about happy yeah. accidents. Yeah. Um, was it fifteen years ago? Am I correct in saying ten years ago? Uh, that I started the sports massage. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll, we'll probably we'll we'll need to go in depth into this because there's there's two very different people in this this story. There's uh Brian up until about two thousand and nine two thousand and ten, and then there's Brian after that. Um, okay. So we'll 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 go back. Uh, go back to the early Brian. We'll 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 go back to the early Brian. So it's just a normal lad. Got paid on a Friday. Got drunk on a Friday night, Saturday night. If there was anything left, got drunk on a Sunday. Um, yeah. Hang out with my mates, have a good time, and there was no consideration about tomorrow, rainy days, what's going to happen after this. Yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough in in two thousand and two, uh, I met the girl who would become my wife, Sharon, who's been the rock. She's she's the real hero in this story. Um, everything that that I have achieved is 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 down to her and her guiding from. Behind. They say behind every good man is a good woman, and and I definitely have one. But yeah, we uh, you know, we we were we were young. We had a relationship. We got closer. Um, two thousand and six had a child. Um, Dylan, my 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 buddy, who yeah, uh, who, who comes with me, who enjoys choking people. Um, <laughs> but he's a. Uh, uh, and then right up until, say, about 2008, 2009, um, I, I began to really suffer. I mean, I was overweight. I was miserable. I was unhappy. I was unmotivated, low self-esteem. At this time, what were you doing as a job? Um, I worked in a garage. I worked okay. in a garage. It was a good job. Don't get me wrong. It was a really good job. And it was a job most people would have would have kind of would love to have. But... It wasn't me. I mean, I, I always says, and I used to joke with my friends whenever we used to drink at the weekend, that um, I, I felt I was destined for more. I, thought, I was used to always say, I'm destined for greatness. And I always, always felt that I was destined to do more. Um, the job was a good job. I wasn't a care person, so it didn't inspire me. It was, yeah. a way, it, it was just a wage at the end of the week. Um, and, and I'm sure the people that worked with me back then will, will, will agree that I wasn't a nice person to work with, you know. Um, I was so unhappy, so unhappy, and um, things just kind of started to come to a head around two thousand and nine. Um, I had a complete breakdown, complete mental psychotic breakdown, um, lowest of the low. I I even just refused to go to work for a year. I just was so unhappy. I was stuck in a rut, and you know when you get that far down. There, there just seems like there's no way out. There's no way out, yeah. Um, you know, me- mental health at the minute is a big, big thing in our town, and and there's so many people kind of, you know, trying to help out and 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 trying to encourage and motivate people. Uh, and it's fantastic that that it's an issue in our town that the people of the town have kind of come, says, Listen, come together and done stuff. We, if nobody's going to help us, we got to help ourselves, kind of thing. Um, yeah. You know, and there's still tragedies happening all the time time in our town. You know, close friends, people that we know, people that you never would think would be in yeah, that exactly. kind of position. And yeah. that's the scary thing about it. Is, is it's not the people 
that are that are you know making that are out there going I'm depressed and whatever um um you know it, it's the people that are in the background saying nothing that 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 are the ones that are worrying because they're suffering in silence. Yeah. Nobody should ever suffer. I mean, I remember talking maybe about a month ago to a guy from Dublin who we were talking about mental health and he goes, you have so many facilities up there for mental health. You know, when you, and I was going, there, there is definitely outlets out there, but but they're, they're not readily available. You know, not, we, yeah. we, we, we go to a doctor and, and we say like, we're, we're, we're depressed, we're, we're, we're sad, we're, we're you know, unmotivated and they medicate us. They don't, they don't, you know. They don't give they, you help or nothing. They don't give you proper help, and and they give you what's available to them. No, no disrespect to the the doctors or anything that are doing it. Yeah. They they get they're giving you just from the limited tools that they have. But the 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 last thing somebody suffering needs is to be medicated. As they they you know when you're not thinking straight, what you don't need is medication. It's going to cloud your judgment even more. Yeah, and 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 that's the help I got from from a doctor was was medication, and um, it made me worse. It made me worse to the point the 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 whole culmination of this uh, breakdown happened about you know safe I think it was February two thousand and ten where I had it planned I was I was ending it all I had I I couldn't think logically I just I felt that if I killed myself got I would have lifted the weight of the world off my family my. You know, Sharon of Dylan, I thought that the world would have been a lot better place if I wasn't here. It, it's it's a scary thought. And the scariest thing about it was I had it planned. I had it all arranged. And I, there was no second thoughts. I wasn't afraid about doing it. I was so focused that I know it just felt as normal. You know, I was going to kill myself just as normal as I was going to the shop for a loaf. It was just, you don't think logically. It's Nobody thinks logically. Pe- people say, you know, when you hear about people committing suicide, what were they thinking? You don't think normally. You don't think normally. Um, you, you, th- you think it does normal, though? When you're, at, yeah. when you're in that headspace, you think yeah. it's a normal thing to do? You, you, you have irrational thoughts, but irrational thoughts seem rational to you, if you know what yeah. I mean. You know, um, everything in your head makes sense. And if you explain it to somebody now, it makes no sense at all you know, to, yeah. uh, to a normal person. And that's the state of mind people be in. Um, it's, it's scary. It's scary. And you, you cannot tell anybody, no, this is just your, your thing. There, there's nowhere to turn to. There's nobody to talk to. Um, I... I just, see, going back to second, say that you said you had a plan to end it all. Yeah. How far along that plan did you get? Um, I was literally. I, I, it, it was to be done that day, so we'll 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 go back to this day in question. My yeah. my wife went to work. She's a she's a care assistant. She she went to work. Uh, at half seven eight o'clock in the morning i left Dylan the nursery at three o'clock i had everything sitting out arranged to do it i was just going to come back and do it and that was as simple as that and there was no thought for my child needs lifted at 12 o'clock at the nursery his father wasn't going to be there to lift him you know yeah um that 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 didn't even you know the the welfare this this kind of this toddler that that is so dependent on you it didn't even come under my head that, that I was going to leave him without a father. It was just, I was going to lift the burden from him by not being here. Yeah. Um, so I come back and, and do you know what? It's one of these irrational thoughts that actually changed, that, that actually changed everything. Um, I come back into the house, I sat down, had a cup of coffee. 
just like you would prepare to, you know, go to work. I was just, you know, I was just going to kill myself. But I remember going, today is the day I die. That was it. Nothing was changing. And I thought, do you know what I've never done before? I've never ever, I've never went a run. I think because today is the day I die, I'm going to go a run just to see what it's like before I die. That's, yeah. that's the mental state I was in. And I went and I run for, I think it was about a quarter of a mile, maybe less. See, when I come back in the door, I was yeah. different. I was different. I was completely different. Um, the, the, the positive power of exercise cannot be under, underestimated. Like it's such a life changer, not, not just exercise, you know, because, because there, there are people there exercise isn't an option, uh, something that's a healthy distraction, something that's going to make you happy. It could be painting. It could be reading. It could be knitting, whatever it is. For me, I went to run. See uh, that run? Is that the reason why you got into something in the sports industry to help people who were going through what you were going through, um, or was that just like a bonus? That that was just a kind of happy accident. Yeah. So I come back. I sat, had a cup of coffee, and then the realization set in. Holy fuck! What was I about to do? Um, I cried for about two hours, and and it's a strange thing. Uh, I remember looking out the window, and it was like. The only way I can describe it, it was it was like the scene out of the the Wizard of Oz where Dorothy comes from, it opens the door and it's black and white, and she opens the door and it's color. Do you know that that way? Yeah. The the, the sky could have been black, but to, to to me that day it looked really really blue. The grass looked greener. Everything was different just from that one run. Yeah. It just completely changed everything. Now that wasn't me cured. That wasn't me like, oh, that's me. I'm I'm a different person. But it was the catalyst that that, that set everything off. Yeah. Um. That was the I need to change my life. So I started watching. Uh. Just to, we're 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 natural and our people no and and where where we are in the environment we live in and all that we're not naturally we we we're unmotivated. Yes. So what I what I began to do is I began to watch like small motivational things on on YouTube, you know, just in, in my alone time. Uh, one of the the guys that I really really looked up to and admired was a guy called Les Brown, great motivational speaker. Okay. And he and he said one one line. I remember watching him. It was a talk. It was about a twenty minute talk, and one line in it that that just completely you no, know, it was just like a kick up there. So I needed it. Woke me up, and the line was. You're where you are because of who you are. And if you want to be somewhere else, you've got to change. And that was like, something has to change. Now, now, we're, now we're going to start to change things. And it's not, it's not big things you change. It's the small things that you do every day that you start to yeah. change. That's, that's, what, that's what changes things. Um, also, with, with like being on the, the, the medication and seeing the doctor and stuff like that, I was sent to a... a, a it was almost like a, she, she was like a counsellor. She was actually an occupational therapist who, who was kind of pioneering this, this thing called condition management program okay. where it was almost like a counselling, but I went and spoke to her and I think I spoke to her. It was like every two weeks. She was fantastic. Her name's Liz Doherty. Um, she, she's probably one of the most important people that I've met in my journey. Um, we, we started talking things about like pacing, you know, slowing things down, setting small goals um and and just gradually just one finger at a time clawing yourself out of the hole you're in and you know that so, some of the early goals i set there was they, they probably sound like nonsense but they were they were designed they, they were almost like um you were achieving some it was so small but yet you felt a sense of accomplishment and i remember one of the early goals i set was to get up early to get washed dressed 
and and have a cup of coffee before seven o'clock in the morning. Now that meant getting up an hour earlier than I normally get up. Yeah. But you got up and I remember sitting having a coffee and it was quarter to seven and I got this cobbles rush like, well, you know, there's a goal. No, as small as it is, I've done something today. Yeah. And I and I started to do that a lot and the goals were small. Um I threw myself back into my work. I think I was a better person when I went back to work and I thought do you know what? I'm, I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work harder than anybody else at this job. Um, I also, this is the time, uh, we, we moved house then. We got out of that environment where we were unhappy and come to a different a different house. Uh, which is, is that the one you're currently in at the moment? That's the one I'm in now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was like, it was a better, we were, on, we were away from a house at the roadside. We were in a place where there was an estate um you were, were involved we'd... in a community society yeah. sort of thing. Not, not only that, the fact that Dylan could get outside to play. Yeah. That was a big, big thing, you know. Um and, and that's when that's when I really that's when I started to really get into running. Um, ran every day, ran in the rain, ran in the snow, um, and began to feel better about myself. I mean my self esteem got better. I lost four stone weight. So I was like You're feeling confident about yourself, oh, sort of then? unreal feeling so so confident uh, and then the, the kind of epiphany come because i had you know so much energy I, I found a drive and a determination that i didn't know i had so uh, i remember being at work and, and thinking I'm, I'm working hard here i'm working harder than anybody else in the place i probably wasn't but in my head i felt like i was and i yeah. thought if i could what work hard if i could work hard for myself what could i not do yeah but because you were working hard for a company you yeah. weren't really getting no, no, self no. benefit from it. If you know what I mean. Not really. Only the benefit of of well done. You're working hard. And yeah. Sometimes and that's sometimes that's all. Money every week. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So then I decided. You know what? I'm, I'm 30 years old. I'm going back to school. Yeah. And, and this this is where this is where sports massage come in, because I had been running, because I had been feeling the pain and the discomfort and everything that goes with running whenever you haven't a clue what you're doing about it and I thought if I could learn to rub people's legs you know I could give them perhaps a service that I would love uh, so went back uh, signed up actually didn't do sports massage to the way I done Swedish massage first body massage because yeah. I wanted to learn as much as I could about the techniques involved in massage yeah um, that and, and and the tutor there was a was a lady called uh, Deirdre Casey fantastic she she's like she's like my yoda um you know <laughs> she just so positive so real and, and i remember telling her she goes well what what do you want to do and i said i want to do sports massage and she goes why and i go because i want to work with professional fighters and she was like and you will and you and i remember that but uh, and it also stands out because there was another girl in the class from Derry who i'm not even going to mention her who laughed and scoffed because i says i wanted to work with professional fighters yeah because it was like this, where 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 around here we're going to have professional fighters that you're going to work with. But I didn't care. That no, that was insignificant. I knew what I wanted to do, and and how I got there was, you know, it, it was a journey. It was never going to be. This is there was no game plan for this. There there definitely was no game plan. There was no game plan. There was a lot of luck and a lot of coincidence. But we 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 got there. You know, and and when I look back now, and even this week since you've asked me to do the podcast and I'm thinking back over the story and I'm going, wow, what, what, a, what an adventure it's been. Yeah. 
So we, we, we done the body massage, um, done very well. I just completely applied myself a hundred percent. Um, the first day I'd done the class, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I knew this is what I want to do in my life. Um, I, I had a drive and a determination and most importantly, I had a happiness. I was yeah. happy. I was doing something that made me happy and it made me happy because it made other people feel good. Um, so worked hard, uh, got the first year Swedish massage over, won the excellence award, top of the class that year. Uh, and then it was like, now, now we're in the sports massage. Now, now is where the fun really begins. So signed up the next year, started my level three sports massage, met another, the, the first day of sports massage, um, I met two important people, but for two completely different reasons. Um, Number one was the was the tutor, um, Megan, who such a wealth of knowledge, um, brilliant, brilliant person to work with, um, had no problem telling you things and, and teaching you techniques. And the guy I met the first day standing at the door was a guy who, in, in a roundabout way, doesn't really know, but a guy who would, would kind of change my life, as, and, and a lot of people around will know him as a boy called Steve Owens. Oh, yeah professional yeah. MMA fighter fighting out of SBG Ireland um, was the, the first guy I met going in the door. He done sports massage as well? He done sports massage. That's where I met him. Ah. Um, and uh, there, there, there was another person in the class who's, who's been a big part of my life, but I didn't really get to know her at this stage was, uh, was Nicola. Yeah, Nicola. I was wondering Nicola. when she came on. <laughs> um, she, she doesn't come on to, to, to about maybe six months into the class before me and her really hit it off. No, we spoke and all, but it was never the, the madness that we get up to now. Uh. Um, so done the level three sports massage, done very well at it. Uh, again, won the excellence award for the second year in a row. And I just, I, I dedicated myself to it. You know, I watched videos, I read books. But see, uh, that's time. Was, yeah. Were you still working and doing this part-time? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually only left my job uh, three years ago. You know, I was still I was still working in the garage up until three years ago, although I was only working part-time in the garage. Yeah. Um, I was, just, it a full, was it a full-time course or was it only a part-time No, course? it was only a part-time course one day a week. I, I, just, I just couldn't... I, I was so afraid just to let go of that little bit of stability, you know. You know, yeah. of, of the guys, and that's that's you know, everybody says the people will tell you just do it, just go for it, you'll be all right. But it's so hard to do. Uh, so that's that's the that that that's the reality of that. You know, it's only really been my full time job three years ago. But um, so we'll 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 talk a bit about Steve, absolute madman. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, just typical dairy fella, you know walks about like a shit doesn't stink but in a real likable but has but has so much charisma and likability um it was just it fascinated me at this time steve was only a, a kickboxer a k1 kickboxer and yeah. he just he had an aura and a, pres- a presence about him you know that just and, and it's it's hard to make him not sound cocky and arrogant because he is but he just walked about like he was better than everybody else but so so likable you know there was yes there, there was, he just had that charisma just that, that very few people have. Um, he uh, was fighting for a K1, uh, ISKA K1 Five Nations title in Derry. Yeah. And that was the first kind of fight camp I was involved with, was him. Um, How long ago was that? 2015. 
four years ago. Yeah. Two thousand and fifteen. And it was it was on that night. So he's partly responsible for the for the cut man end of things. It was on that night that I was over and I was uh doing just a wee warm up size, so I was putting the, the, the tie oil on them, which I know now from working around K1 that it's actually against the rules to put tie oil on a K1 fighter. But you <laughs> know, back one. back then, back then it was the wild, it was the wild west. They kind of played by their own rules. So um, yeah, I, I was I was just happy to be there and be involved. Actually, Dylan Dylan come with me that night. That was his first kind of introduction. And in what, what age was Dylan been then? Four years ago, he was eight. Eight. Yeah. So that was his first foray into to, to what now has as a career he doesn't for really want for himself, <laughs> but 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 he's got, yeah. um, <laughs> and in the back of the room there was a coach wrapping wrapping his fighter's hands. It was a girl from Galway, and uh, I remember watching him and watching him. I thought that that's fascinating there, uh, and he probably didn't want to talk to me. But the the comment he said to me, "Did they get rid of me?" would be one that would. Uh, again, changed my life. Happy coincidence, been in the right place at the right time, whatever you want to call it. So he was wrapping the fight as, as girl's hands and I was over watching him and I was probably annoying him, you know, because I was asking him questions when he was trying to concentrate. Uh, and I said to him, I says, I, I want to learn how to do that. Would you show me how to do that? Wrap the fighter's hands. And he, he, he just wanted to pan me off. But he says, uh, you want to learn to wrap your fighter's hands? You need to be a cut man. And I thought, oh, I'd like to be a cut man. And, yeah. and so we went, Steve won the, won the title that night. It was a fantastic night. Um, brilliant. was over the moon for him. Come back. Uh, that was a Saturday night. On the Sunday, I was straight on to Google. Cutman, how to be a cutman. Now, you have to realize uh, at this time, there was no... MMA wasn't really blown up at this time. MMA was starting to get good. I mean, we had... This This was the early days of Conor McGregor. So you're talking... Oh, yeah. You're talking... Um, he was he was starting to make his name for himself, and and everybody was starting to get into, and and the buzz around Ireland was good. You know, I I my my brother Michael took me to my first MMA show in two thousand and nine, which was Chaos Fighting Championships down in the Everglades. Yeah, and there, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Dallas McConnell headlined. I did it. Yeah, the undercard had. Uh, I think I've seen a picture of this undercard. If it's a fight yeah, you're on about. Yeah, the undercard had boys like uh, Richie Hill from Sturban. I think Cecil. Johnny McGillian fought on it. Yeah. Um, uh, who else fought on it? I don't think James was on it. Um, but there was a card just when we were on Dom's talking about Dom's here. There was a card that Dom's keeps always shares on Facebook every year when it comes around it. Yeah. And it's yeah. all and you, when you look back at the fighters that were on the cards, yeah. it's mad that they were all on the one card. Like yeah, uh, Conor McGregor was on that card. So was Kieran Boyle from Sturban. Was another. Was yeah. another guy, and we went down and, and we watched it. At the time, my nephew Michael was fighting, and my brother, my older brother Mickey, did have a fight, but it wasn't at this stage. He had a fight then later on. So I, I went to a few shows. So I was always interested. I mean, I remember watching the Ultimate Fighter. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the first season, Ultimate Fighter, uh, Forrest Griffin won. I remember watching that on, on Bravo. So I always had an interest, but never thought that I could do anything within the MMA. Yeah. So we we were we were we were googling uh, Cutman, uh, how to get involved. I went back and done my level four. Went there back then. We done the level four sports massage, uh, and then in two thousand and sixteen, then I got the breakthrough. Um, a guy called uh, Joe Clifford, um, Irish Joe, worked in the UFC, was teaching a course down in Dublin. Yeah. Um, to uh, a Cutman course, and 
Now, you have to realise at this time, I had never been past Bundorn. I had never been to Dublin before in my life. <laughs> and, um, now, and now you just want to, just as you said, I think about the places where you've been. Yeah, yeah, and it's more. and it's no problem to go anywhere to Cork, Galway, Kilkenny at the weekend. Um, you know that that's not a problem now. But I had never been to Dublin before, and I went. He was having it on the Maldron Hotel on oh, a yeah, Saturday yeah. on a Saturday morning in uh, Newlands Cross, and I stayed down the night before and done the course, uh, and come back up uh, that day with uh, with my certificate saying I was a I was a I, I would. Completed the course, um, practice wrapping hands. Uh, I, I used to dress Sharon crazy. I used to want to wrap her hands all the time, <laughs> just because I wanted. I, I, once, once you get into a mindset where you realize you have to be good at something, you you just become obsessed, and no matter what it is, you know. You just um, want to practice it twenty four seven. Then yeah, I just want to be. I, I I always have the mentality now that you know it's not even about money. No, you do it until you're you're successful at it, and then the money's just a healthy side effect. Yeah. So, um, and that was that. No, I was a cut man, but I wasn't a cut man because I'd never worked as a cut man. Um, and then we're, we're, we'll we'll head back to Steve Owens. Steve Owens decided to run real fighting championships in Derry. His his professional MMA debut. Yeah. And just I was going, how can I get on that card? That, what, that, what? that wasn't that long ago, wasn't it? That was September two thousand and sixteen. Yeah, because I I remember I seen that was being advertised on like. There was like posters around Derry and all. Yeah, yeah. At that time, I would have been going to school in Derry. Yeah. So I used to see posters always, and I know that wasn't even that long ago. And yeah, and you said that's when you first done your first show. It's mad how that was my first from that. That was my first show, and the I I had agreed to go and work as as a massage therapist. Yeah, and then um. Joe Clifford had put a post up on Facebook. Would anybody be interested in coming up? And I just was on it straight away. Messaged him straight away and says, uh, "Listen, it's it's ten minutes from my house. Can I do it?" Uh, and he says, "Send me a picture of your hand wraps, and I'll decide then if you're good enough to do it." With uh, hand so, wraps, is then you wrapping somebody? Or... Yeah, 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 me me wrapping somebody. So of course Sharon was the the volunteer again, <laughs> and I, I wrapped her hands and he how sent me back. They, to be honest, Brian, how many attempts did it take? Um, I don't want the first attempt, but when when we tell you the story about about going to work the show, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be completely different. I done hers in the first attempt because I took my time. Yeah. Um, and he says, right, that's good enough. Uh, be over at the venue at I think it was six o'clock, half five maybe. Um, so I was a nervous wreck. Oh, that that whole week I never slept. I was I had pains in my stomach because was... you got you got you're getting the break breakthrough that you wanted for. So I was I was I was getting an opportunity, and I knew that only I could balls this up. And you yeah. know that there's a there's a dying art of of people willing to wing it in this in this world. And you know sometimes you have to, not all the time. Now I don't mean pretend you're a doctor when you're not. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know there there there's certain there's certain aspects. Um, I mean I I, I work for uh. Foyle Wanderers football team down in Derry, you know, and I've, yeah, I've, I've I've done a bit of like recovery sessions for Derry City and stuff like that. But I do the pitch side uh, for uh, Foyle Wanderers, and and that all come about because uh, the, the the so it's it's local to me, so it's basically over the road from me. And the guy who was assistant manager of the reserve says, "Could you do pitch side?" I was like, "Of course, I do it all the time." I'd never done it in my life, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I thought, "How hard could it be?" I'll, I, no, the way I thought about it was. 
well, it's just a guy on the side of it, just one of the, you know, the assistant manager, the manager doing it at the minute. I'm sure I know more than him. Um, yeah. and, and that's how I got that job. And I've been with Foul Wanderers now three, four years. And, and they treat me fantastic. You know, I, I, I go to the matches when I can. Obviously, if I'm away doing my, my Cupman stuff, they're, they're, they're okay. You know, they, they let me do my, my job first. And, and they're more than grateful for any time you can give them. Yeah. But again, don't don't be afraid to wing it in a situation where you're not putting anybody at risk. So that's that's uh, that's what I ended up doing for real fighting championships. And I went over and I started to wrap hands. First time I met uh, another very important character in my life, uh, uh, Jessica Isaacson, cut woman Jess, Jess, yeah. Jess yeah. from Dublin. Uh, such a such a good mentor to me um has been fantastic to me that that's when you know the, the harder you work in this life the more luck you seem to have and and it seems like the more graft i put in the harder i work the, the more of these successful people that that i seem to they come in contact with who seem to take a liking to me and, and, and treat me well so it's 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 a blessing too you know that that you, you have so much luck with a wee bit of uh kind of hard work as well um, wrap, wrap my first hands that night um, a guy called Aidan McCann a oh, fantastic fella he knew you no know, ex- uh, amateur fighter but very experienced you no know, uh, and he uh, he uh, instead of the so normally when the when the fighter comes he's nervous and you, you talk to him and you try and calm him down yeah it was it was the Vice opposite of, yeah. it was the opposite on the night of real fighting championships the fighters were going to me listen you'll be all right you'll be all right you'd swear i was getting on the cage to fight they were so so good to me but um, even even when you just say that to you on fighters i was just watching the brenda shrub podcast about half an hour ago and yeah. brenda shrub being one of the most successful fighters in the usc yeah he was saying that he hated fighting. He was so nervous for weeks before the fight, he would not even sleep. Yeah. Because he was not a fighter. He was only doing it for a paycheck at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So and unfortunately, like, for, and fighters, unfortunately... for fighters to be saying to you, oh, you'll mm. be all right, it yeah. shows that how much... There, there's a whole psychology and the things to the fight yeah. game. No, there's a hole behind the scenes when you see coaches interacting with fighters. It's it's mesmerizing. You know, it really catches your eye. I'll never funny, forget. That's funny you say it, and I'll let you continue in two seconds. But um, in the next podcast or two, I have a sports psychologist on. Yeah. And we talk about behind the scenes and the players and uh, football, rugby, and MMA as well. Yeah, so it's yeah. funny you mention that because that will go into more detail now in a couple more podcasts here. And you'll yeah, be able I, to hear I, from a sports psychologist point of view as well. I, I remember uh, one of the clan wars in Belfast um, wrapping a fighter's hands. And he was the calmest, no, really nice, polite, soft-spoken fella you could ever meet. And I yeah. wrapped his hands. And, and I remember then wrapping the next set of hands. And, and he sat down in the corner with his coach. And they sat with two chairs face to face and they sat and the coach put a towel over their two heads and just was talking to the fighter. And they see when they took the towel off, it was like a different fighter. And, you know, so I spoke to the coach about it and he goes, no, a lot of what they're they're doing, a lot of their training, they they use a lot of sports psychology. Trigger words is a big, big thing. You know, you'll be sitting at the side of a cage and you'll hear the coach shout some random word. And you'll see their fighter just change. You know, um, guys like Liam Harrison, the the famous uh, English uh, Muay Thai fighter, absolute animal, um, spoke a lot about trigger words and things like that. You know, so it's, it's the psychology and the things fascinating. Uh, 
but we'll 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 go back to real fighting championships. Yeah, and, and and I and I look and I look and I see the pictures now. There's actually there's a real good picture of Steve uh, posing with his hands wrapped, and I wrapped them, and I looked at him, and I go, "Fuck me, there, shocking." I wouldn't if if I seen anybody wrapping hands like that now. I would cut them off and I would slap them around the ear. They, they were shocking. They they weren't protecting the knuckles. They were light around the wrist. You know, there's no thumb support, and you're going like that is shocking. Um, but that's that's my my first one was real fighting championships, and then I kind of come on board with the team then in a roundabout way. My next one was chaos, which was over in Derry again. Yeah. Um, where uh, it was kind of I had I hadn't that support outlet. I hadn't because when I worked real fighting championships, um, Nicola was there doing the the sports massage uh, along with. Uh, uh, Nicola Mullen, who is another girl who's actually come on and, and helped me out doing Cutman stuff. Um, they were doing, so I didn't have them friendly faces about the outlets, you know, where I could turn day. I was yeah. like, on, on my own. I was upstairs. I was wrapping hands. Uh, uh, I was working with, with the, the, there's two different parts to the team. There's a team that works out the back and there's a team that works out the front. Out the back is wrapping hands, organizing fighters, getting their gloves on, taping up their gloves, working the commission end of things. Uh, out the front is the guys then who work the cage side who, you know, Vaseline the face he goes in whenever there's there's bleeding and stuff like that, so I was out the second ever show second time ever through completely in at the deep end but it's the best place to learn, sink or swim you were um, on the cage side for that one wouldn't you? No, 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 I didn't get no. I didn't get, I, I actually served my apprenticeship probably longer than anybody else out the back, working out the back, I was out the back for a year and a half before I was ever let cage side do the crazy thing. I remember I went through a chaos it was Dom's and Steve was the main event, and I yeah, remember yeah. you were out the you were at the cage side. That was actually one of the the I think that was only the second ever show where I was out out at the cage side. Um, I I was so sure that I wasn't getting out to the the cage at that time that I didn't even bring a kit. I didn't even bring a cut skit. Yeah, I just brought hand wrap and stuff. So that was that was one of the early kind of starting to get out the front. Um, where where uh, where actually. Um, where I got to do stuff like that. Um, I, I actually had the opportunity to go, to go out the front and work in one of the clan wars. Um, but because I've been working with uh, another kind of important person in, in my life, Danny, uh, the cut woman from, yeah, from Danny, Belfast. Yeah. So uh, we were working clan wars and I was asked to go out the front. And I thought because it was her home show in her hometown that I would let her out the front um, for that. So... Um, it wasn't really. Was it something at that time that you were? I know, being a sports massage, you were you used to like um, Swedish massage, not there. But was it out being out the front of Kate's house, something you were wanted to do? Um, yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, I was very nervous about doing it. You see, when you're in a position where you're working with people more experienced than you, I, I, I do this all the time. You know, and it's a, it's a kind of strange thought I have. I always think these people are going to suss me that I haven't a clue what I'm doing. And and you know, I even even in the years of doing massage, uh, you know, I I still have this thought in my head. Uh, Self doubt is, is is one of the worst things you can have. Yeah. And, and and I always even even though I'm doing it as a job and all, I always still feel I'm not good enough to do it. Just even yeah. when you say that, mm. um, for those listeners who don't know me and Brian have worked together for a while now. Brian used to be my sports massage therapist when I was training a peak back home. But I remember Brian used to do massage on me once or twice a week. And I still remember you saying that uh, you always joked about me 
and I used to tell you a problem I had, and you mm. used to joke about it and go, I don't know how to fix it. <laughs> I remember that there. I remember I used to come on with you a problem, go, I'm a shoulder hurt, and you look at me and go, I don't know how to fix that, I'm not qualified. Yeah. And, just, and it's kind of it's it's kind of joking, but but in the same way too, it's it's I have so much self doubt. Yeah. You know, people people think that that I'm a, a super happy, positive kind of person. I have I have so much self doubt. You know, and, and I think it's natural. And I think it comes that that comes from your past as well. In the same yeah sense. yeah that 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 comes from you know the things that have but the, 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 as well as the past being a problem, it's also a great motivator. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? The the the, the thought of never wanting to go back now, there. Yeah. If you look back now and what you said where you were in a podcast where you say about ten, fifteen years ago, to yeah. where you are now, if you look how far you've came. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Sometimes I actually pinch myself. I can't believe I get to do this job. I can't believe, you know, that I get to be involved with with what I'm involved with and I, and I can't believe I get to meet and hang out with the people I hang out with. Just when you uh, say your job too. Um I don't know when we were working together, you used to talk about uh, MMA shows around the world getting into contact with you. Yeah. Um, what is the biggest, probably the biggest MMA show that you've worked as a cop man or as a glove or glove as a rapper? Um, the, the, the majority of the shows I do are all local local yeah. local, local kind of national level shows. Maybe, hopefully, international level shows will be you know, become a regular thing, but you know, you, you gotta take baby steps in this game. I mean, it's a it's a cutthroat industry. It's uh, there's so much politics and backstabbing goes on behind the scenes. It's it's unreal. You know, that there there is people who would cut your throat for a tenner just just to get one step ahead of you. Um, yeah. So so you're always fine. everybody everybody's conscious of their spot. Do you know what I mean? Where where what I do in terms of being a cut man is a job where you shouldn't have an ego. But everybody has an ego. Yeah, everybody definitely. has an ego, and everybody thinks everybody's out gunning for them. And a lot of times they're wrong. You know, it's it's misconception. So we we'll take, um, we we we'll start. Uh, what we we'll do is as as make a name for yourself on on a national level before we worry about kind of international level kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, and and that's that's just kind of where I am now at this stage in the cupman industry. Um, now, um. I, I do where I've been fortunate enough recently is as I've got to to work with you know obviously Jessica who who's a who's a mentor, um, Danny and uh, we, we've recently began working with uh, a guy called Tommy McCormick. Now for those who not on the not on the know in the box in the MMA world, uh, Tommy McCormick was uh, Conor McGregor's cut man for the Mayweather fight. Yeah. Wealth wealth of experience, wealth of knowledge, and just. Is he among your team now, or is he just yeah, like yeah, uh, he's yeah. a part of your team now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's uh, he's been he's he's amazing. So you 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 kind of use whatever tools you have. He's so well known and so well respected. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, uh, and within the boxing and the Muay Thai world, um, like for from a person who watches boxing and the Muay Thai and MMA, and all, it wasn't until yesterday until we were talking yes. that you that you mentioned his name. I hadn't a clue who he was. Yeah, but that that's the whole yesterday. point. That's the whole point of the of the job I do is you you should be judged on your work rather than your name. Yeah, you definitely. know what I mean. You're, the whole point is you should be remembered for the work you do, not for for who you are. Um, and and unfortunately, there's people who and who who don't believe in that. But um, 
I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in do, do the job you're supposed to do to the best of your ability and, and, and that's how you make a name for yourself. Yes. Um, just Can we just go back to the me- mental health what we were talking about at the start? Because there's something yeah. I wanted to touch upon. Go ahead, yeah. The rumble with Van Straban. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those listening who don't know, um, Straban, our hometown, has put on a fight night uh, last year and this year to raise money for uh, mental health both on our town because there's that many people suffering with mental health and committing suicide. Just last week, there was another one. Um, so mental health was a real problem within our community, you can say. And yeah. for these buyers, they put it on. I think this year they raised 20 something. 21,000. 21,000. 21, so for one fight night, they bring in 21,000 and a small local town like ours is massive. I mean, the the, the, the guys, uh, James McMahon, uh, Paddy and, and, and the, the, everybody behind the and scenes. Connor, yeah. Connor. Um, uh, amazing. The, the work them guys put on um, was unreal. Um, now, the 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 rumble uh, happened the day before St Patrick's Day. I was actually scheduled to be on another show that day, but there wasn't a there wasn't a chance that I, that I was going to miss a, something in my hometown, and especially something to do with mental health, which is which is so kind of close to me. That's um, you know what what a card, what a show. I mean, we had phenomenal local boxers um, that that were fighting. You know, guys like Dennis Lafferty. Oh, what what a talent I, he is. I, um, I, because yeah. I was over here. My mum and dad that asked me back in January before they booked the tickets. They're all, uh, do you want to come home for the, the weekend yeah. match rumble? But because it was my 21st yeah. and I planned things here, I was all, oh, fuck, I would yeah. love to. But I already have plans now. I made here. I'm not going to ditch plans. Me, me, and you, me and you were planning to but, fight on it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> next year, next year, uh, next year. Uh, what, 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 what a card I mean I know in terms of, of, of local people um, you know we had the Stramanimal James Gallagher versus uh, versus uh, Blaine McGill talented up and coming young uh, K1 fighter from, from Derry um, which was brilliant um, you know uh, by Doc out of retirement for, for those of you who, for those of you yeah, who don't know Straman by Doc's like a local legend and, and uh, Chinese food uh, connoisseur <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see when Barry and Dennis was yeah. to the fight at the time I didn't know who Dennis was but I knew Barry because I used yeah. to train with Barry when yeah. I was growing up and I, I was going like I haven't seen Barry fight in about 6, 7, 8 years since I stopped mm. training with him and I was going like Barry was an animal back then and when I seen Dennis's accomplishments when they put oh, up on Facebook I was like oh, oh my aye. god that's going to be an absolute. I know role. you're talking champion MMA fighter. You're talking former Akuma lightweight champion. Um, good, good credentials and, and a hell of a nice guy too. And you know it was it was an amazing night. You know Barry come out of retirement. The bull was on his corner. I mean that John, John Bull was on his he? corner. Yeah, that was a. Uh, for those for those listeners don't know John Bull is John Bull is a legend in the Sturban boxing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. I f- James or Connor or Paddy's actually listen to this. Um, if you guys can get a DVD done, I think me and Brian were talking about uh, taking this podcast on to the next level. Um, we were going to be watching, sitting down as Joe Logan and... Fight Companion Remember, 
fight companion style where they're gonna get drunk or whatever and watch the fights and critically analyze each fight in the fighter. <laughs> so if James and I was watching us then you have a DVD made throwing over and me and Brian's going to argue sort because what what was it like the my question that only for that their rumble was what was it like to work behind the scenes of someone mental health wise to help people around your local town who suffered as going through what you yeah the, the the stories are fascinating you know um there's so much inspiration in our town that 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 we don't even know about you know um, it, it makes your own problems seem insignificant you know when, whenever you're you're dealing with people who have you know suffered at the hands of mental health even even the, the they done the video did you see the video with the jordan o'keefe um yeah, that's. My God, hey, that that had she right in the. That, I, that had because you're, you're looking and you're going, man, I know these people. I know these people. Because I, yeah, because a couple of weeks before it, um, Evan, he came out of suicide, yeah. and then boys put the belt because he was well uh, known around the whole, yeah. Strabban. Then boys put the belt on the line for. Has uh, uh, has has memory? He was. Um, memory, yeah, recent dog, yeah, Ray and Doc. yeah. Uh, so even they they do things to get there too with Thunder Rumble. They help um people who did recently pass away. They would put belts on. They let two of their best friends fight about each other. and in their memory, that, like, that that was that was an emotional one. It definitely was. It definitely yeah, was. It definitely was because that that one was real real close to when that event happened. That was, that was, there was so much emotion in that one. So much emotion in that one. You know, it was just these, these guys were just going out there and just, I wouldn't say they're putting it all on the line. It wasn't that kind of fight. It wasn't two people trying to kill each other. It was just two guys just going out to just honour their friend in the best way they could. Yeah. Uh, it was, it's humbling. It's humbling to be, to be involved in something like that. You know, it's really, really I, humbling. I, I remember last year when it was on, I went to watch it, and you were doing Cutman yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. And I remember we were sitting chatting, but I didn't get to see any of the fights yeah. this year. I've seen a couple of clips from Shay's yeah. fight, because someone was sending me videos, but I didn't see nothing yeah. else, you see. So I would love if this year they'd done a DVD for it. I, I think that's what they may have planned, because um, I, I spoke to James, because I wanted, I thought they were doing a DVD last year, and I wanted it because it was, yeah, it was uh, my me and Dylan, um, my, my son it was his first event he worked as a cup man me and him worked together we actually worked together this year too yeah. along with uh, my, my other young apprentice um, Jack Nysel, um from, yeah. from Derry uh, and uh, Nick Lamont too so the, between the, the four of us we had on it this year it was brilliant I done nothing I let them do everything I done nothing I just <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, at, the, at that time it's like two apprentices you said Nick Lamont uh, Nick Lamont well? not, not Nick Lamont Nick Lamont yeah, yeah. Nicola was working and then you had the two apprentices so you were just kind of overlooking yeah. everything because it was a local yeah. show yeah I just I just hopped in whenever I needed whenever I needed the oh, no I think there was a few nosebleeds and that's the only time I got on uh, but, yeah because you would be yeah. perfect for yeah and, and you have to realise you know we'll, 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 we'll kind of get back onto the, the, the sports massage and the things so we'll, we'll kind of tie this yeah. all in uh, you know James Gallagher was on it and James Gallagher's my son's hero I mean my Dylan idolises him and he got to come out and he got the, the Vaseline in his face before he went on the fight. Uh, uh, yeah, I did see the video where Patrick and, and, that, yeah. and you talk about a moment that he'll never forget. I mean, that's that's basically, he's doing a job that he does with his daddy that he loves. 
but he's doing it for it's a guy that he idolizes. You know, he he yeah. Um, even on James and linking these two together. Yeah. You are James's sports massage therapist. I'm, I'm one of his sports massage therapists. Obviously, one obviously James one. is based in, in, in Dublin and, and does a bit of training up in Belfast. He has one in Belfast and he has also one in, in Dublin as well. So I'm the kind of I'm the, the guy who works for him when he's up in Straban, um, when he's up home. Yeah. Um again, this this is kind of gonna tie into the whole setting goals thing, you know, and and, and the first day of the massage where it says I wanted to work with professional fighters. Um, I got to spend a few days with James in Dublin when he sold it three arena um six weeks ago. Yeah. Um as as oh, we, uh, the one like, the most recent the one. The most recent there? one, yeah. I was down from the whole week purely as his massage therapist. Um uh-huh. and I, I got Dylan Dylan come down with me. So we got to see even more behind the scenes. We got to see behind the scenes and, and kind of the big Bellator event. Um you know, we were in the hotel um with the fighters, you know, Dylan got to meet guys like Kiefer Crosby, House Gracie, who another one of his heroes. Yeah, uh, we met the goat, the greatest of all time, Artem Lobov. Uh, <laughs> so. Did you see his? Did you see his fight on Saturday? Absolute madness! Oh my madness. god! <laughs> Do you know what? It's probably one of the most important bare knuckle fights of all time because everybody's talking about it. Um, I know that that was massive for their promotion. It definitely was. And on Bare Knuckle now, we're just going to stay on this. Uh, Don McConnell actually scheduled to fight in Bare Knuckle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Marcus Brummage. Marcus yeah. Brummage is also signed, I think, with the same promotion. I don't know if it's going to be the same card as, as Dom's. Uh, ah, I, I don't know Marcus is signed. Yeah, well. yeah. There you go. Um, uh, do you know what? Hey, fantastic for Fantastic. You know, Dom's has been about a long time. Uh, he has. Um, it, it, it seems, no, when you think about how long Dom's has been in the fight game, uh, it seems like he should be about 60. He's been on it that long, <laughs> and you talk to him when he's only like thirty. Uh, you know, yeah, but it's uh, good. It's good. It's good from I think from a local person like Dobbs, who's been around the sport that long. Yeah. he's been in the same card as Conor McGregor. And, yeah, and uh, he's, uh, he, he's actually he, he's headlined the cards that Conor McGregor has fought on. You know, so yeah, um, oh, is a as a. Dom's is Dom's. I, <laughs> Dom's is Dom's. I, I think fair enough. I think it's. I think it suits that brawl and style he has. You know, I, yeah. I definitely do. And and you know, he's a. Is the is the hardy lion like he just? <laughs> I think bare knuckle fights any or suits anybody from Strabane. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that doesn't show you what our the town is like, like. <laughs> um, brilliant for Dom's. You know, fantastic for him. Um, Glad, I'm glad. You know, it's 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 good that he'll get this kind of exposure. It can only be good for him. Um, yeah, and and he's taking it seriously, and he's and he's training there two three times a day, and he's eating properly, and you know this is uh he's 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 fully committed and behind it. Uh, amazing. Yeah, we I we keep getting every time we meet someone. I always have something to say about them. We'll we'll, we'll come back now to um the athletes that you have worked with. Yeah. You were talking about James, and you said you met House Gracie and Artem Luba. But what um, athletes have you worked as, as a sports massage therapist or as a one-time sports massage therapist? Um, probably the biggest is going to be James, isn't it? You know, we're not going to we're not <laughs> going to get much bigger than him. That actually all come about by again happy coincidence, whatever you want to call it. We're we're going to go back to to Steve Owens again, and we're going to go back to that that fight he had with Thomas McConnell. Uh, oh yeah, um, and chaos was another was another 
significant moment where uh, my actual my, my brother, the guy who introduced me to MMA, uh, Mickey, uh, was at the show. Uh, and I think it was kind of more or less the first time he had ever experienced that I actually was a cop man and it wasn't just a, a fantasy in my head that I'd made up like an imaginary girlfriend where he <laughs> actually got to see me work. But he was there with uh, Paul Brown and Gareth Vaughan. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know Gareth. So um, after chatting to them and, and, and after it, I was like, uh, I would love to do jiu-jitsu, but I'm afraid to get hurt kind of thing. And yeah, Gareth, phenomenal coach, very very underrated coach, phenomenal. Um, was like, well, give it a go. No, give it, give it. Why don't you give it a try and see how you get on? And you know, t- tying into the whole mental health thing again. Um, jujitsu has been a lifesaver. Um, in terms of giving me that outlet of of getting you know things off my chest, getting stress off my chest, jujitsu has been brilliant. But I started training with SBG Stuban. Um. Really, the first day on jiu-jitsu, I was hooked to a kind of that impulsive personality where uh, if I do something, I'm in it for the long haul kind of thing. I, I just, I, I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed straight away. Um, you know, I, I, I buy geese all the time, and my wife, my wife would be going, "Why, why can't you buy porn like a like a regular husband instead of buying up, <laughs> buying all these geese and, and hiding them all over the place?" So, um, started training, started uh, working out in SBG Strand. Looking for just a rub, and and Gareth phoned me, and and I went and I'm at the club and and gave him a rub, and that's and that's how that relationship started. Yeah, uh, and it was just like you know whenever he's up, it was a casual thing at the start. You know, it's it still is pretty casual. It's it's you know nothing set in stone with. He he comes up if he needs a rub, and I'm available. I'm there, uh, and uh, I, I get on really. Do you know what? Um, the 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 perceptions and and the ideas that that people have of James Gallagher from what they see on TV is so far it's, off the mark. It's yeah, so, it's such, I was going to say, yeah, it's such a, I, I've it's, I've known James for a couple of years, mm-hmm. like, and I know it's behind the scenes. He's probably the most the soundest person you can speak to. Um, um, you want to talk about something about about that working with that elite level athlete that that that's so inspiring as the mindset. Oh yeah! Oh my God, the the mindset that young fella has is is it's unreal. The the he he's unbreakable in terms of of his mindset and and what it takes. You know, add that under the 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 physical capabilities and the skills that he has, that that, that guy could be nothing. Only elite. Um, oh, definitely. Um, th- throw another wee kind of quick segue story into this. Um, so obviously. He, uh, James is my son's hero. He idolizes him. Um, but Dylan also does jiu-jitsu. So, yeah, uh, I know a story. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and comes back to, uh, comes back to uh, uh, Dylan coming with me as a cop man. I don't know if this is the story you, you're, you're thinking of. Um, so primary school, um, Dylan was 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 being bullied. I mean, he's a big boy. I mean, he's twelve years. Yeah. He's twelve years old now. He's five foot nine. He's 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 huge. He's, like, he's he's lost a lot of weight though. Oh, definitely, definitely. And that's jiu jitsu. He, 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 he trains. He trains as much. He could train seven days a week if he could. But yeah. Dylan, Dylan had been bullied, and I just want to just put this out there: if if your child is a bully, and you know your child is a bully, and you do nothing about it, you're a fucking scumbag. You just throw that out there. Um, yep, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> uh, uh, so 
uh, Dylan wouldn't leave the house, wouldn't come out, didn't want to go to school. And uh, one Sunday, no, we, we were worried about it because you feel so helpless when, yeah, when, there, when there's nothing to be, when, when you feel like there's nothing you can do to help your child. So I thought, do you know what I'll do? I'll, I'll ask him, does he want to come to an MMA show with me? And this is how Dylan started on his journey. So he, yeah. he, he come with me uh, and loved it. Got a job. It was Cage Legacy in Newry Cage Legacy 5, I think it was. Uh, and helped out around the, around the back and, and done a few jobs and just was amazing. What's actually really amazing is, see, when you talk to MMA fighters uh, and especially, you know, jiu-jitsu and grapplers, you know, a lot of the stories are similar. They get into martial arts because they're bullied or because they're unhappy. Yeah. And, and they, they find that they have this passion and this aptitude for it. Um, so Dylan, you know, spoke to fighters, you know, got, got to talk to uh, guys like uh, you know, when we were there you know, Paddy Hillahan, former UFC fighter um, yeah. got to spend some time talking to Owen Roddy uh, you know, con- yeah, the... the striking coach for SBG um, yeah. Chris Fields, another professional fighter runs uh, Team KF and, uh, and Swords um, you know, uh, and, and you know, got to be in the minds of all these people we, we got to meet Gunnar Nelson, got to speak to Gunnar Nelson yeah, I remember the day you met Gunnar. I give, um, I, I give you an autograph, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good, good that. <laughs> you, you, I was having my views a couple of hours before you went yeah. to get a massage. Yeah. And I remember we were speaking about it. And I, you jokingly said you were going to go and uh, go and meet him, get a picture. You said you were going to bring me back an autograph. And I laughed going, I yelled. Mm. I remember I was working behind the desk in the gym. Yeah. And Dylan came walking in. It's all this for you. It's all this us. I opened the envelope. Uh. And I was the autograph for Gunnar Nelson. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's, pe- it's people like I, that you, even you, myself, when I, when I watch TV, I know because Gunnar works with people locally around here, mm. like you, you've, I don't know if have you worked with Gunnar? You've just, massaged him a few times? Just, just, no, just, just met him at the seminar, just done the seminar stuff. We obviously, we met him that day and all. And I was, do you remember how nervous I was that day? <laughs> I'd say you were because I remember when we were speaking about it uh, you were like I think Dylan was more nervous than you <laughs> yeah yeah so that's you know and that's another thing you know that, that you know if people from Straban don't get to do these things don't get to meet these people uh, but you know anything's possible so we'll, 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 we'll go back to the, the Dylan Boyd coming with me story yeah go ahead um uh, so started coming with more and more shows, started to get more and more in the MMA, um, uh, watching things and all. And I remember him coming down and was like, look at this guy here. Do you know this guy? He's, he's from Straban. He's an MMA fighter. And it was James, obviously. Uh, yeah. And uh, what's funny, uh, um, and you're going like, oh, I, no, I, I'd met James uh, a few times. I spoke to him a few times, but never had any kind of real relationship with him in that kind of way. Yeah. Um. He, do you know what? He didn't know me from Adam. He didn't know who I was. But every time I spoke to him, he was very mannerly and spoke to very. You know, he spoke to you like he spoke to you like he knew you, even though he didn't know you. Because I think it's because we're all from Straban. Yeah. That sound like that kind of sense. Yeah. So um. Yeah. So we we and it's fascinated this guy from Straban. Look at him. Look at the way that his strut and and the way he goes on, and he's going like it's amazing. I, I find it fascinating how far James has went so far. Yeah. I, I, he's only, for, myself, for me, I think he's only going to go to the very, very top. Yeah. Because he has the mentality, he has the mindset. 
even the way he's exploded in the last year has been has been oh, unseen. Yeah, yeah. And but anyway, brought brought down up to meet him. James has been fantastic for for a young fellow that that had been from from down for a young guy that had been bullied and was so insecure. They coming up, they meet and hang out with a guy that he idolizes, you know, and 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 James just treats him like a lad, you know, like one of the lads. Yeah, and, and it's 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 fascinating to see even how how far Don has come along in the last you know year or so of of being up and interacting with all these people and especially and even, James, even, even Dallin training wise as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's obsessed with jiu-jitsu. He's, he's going to be competing on the 4th of May in his first ever proper oh, jiu-jitsu he? tournament. Yeah, so he's... W- where's that, that? It's going to be in Dublin. Dublin? Wow. Yeah, so... It's, I remember it's, one. Can but, I but, oh, but, but, no, James gives these wee positive nuances to him, you know, about oh, fucking train hard and, and work and, and fuck everybody. You know, he has that kind of... Um, you know, the, the, it gets so much hate online, but it's almost like they're insignificant then because yeah. they're not they're not part of his plan. Like, and, and if, if, if you just look at one of James's posts and just look through the comments, yeah, if, if yeah. it was any normal person, like mm. that, that would be mad for them. But James, it doesn't affect James whatsoever. I, I, I can't understand though how people have time to hit. <laughs> if you get out and do something with your life, there'll, there'll be no time to hit. But you know, he's he's been fantastic for Don. Don's a completely different young fella. He's full of confidence. He's you know, he, he goes out in this street, he plays, he's not worried about anything now and, and he just wants to be an MMA fighter. Even at that see when I came home at Christmas. Why New Year's was it New Year's Eve or New Year's Day we were we were messing up? I think I think it was New Year's Day because yeah. I, I didn't go on New Year's Eve. Yeah. So I was New Year's Day, all we were all feeling fresh, so we all went up to the gym to train. Oh yeah, I was yeah, I was trying out my knee after the after yeah. the ACL tear. Yeah, so we, we were training, you were just get back in the training, so we were doing a few rolls. Like I've never trained jiu-jitsu before. <laughs> that day, like, I think you tapped me out a couple of times, but me and Dylan that uh, for the age Dylan is Dylan is really good. Dylan tapped me out a couple of times and what age is Dylan? Twelve. Twelve. Exactly. Mm. And that's like Dylan is good for his age. And I remember yeah. me, I was showing me and Dylan were training on the pads, like boxing though, because I have experienced boxing. That's something that if Dylan's getting into MMA world, yeah, he, he has to learn to punch. He, he has the jiu-jitsu skills and he's developing on them, but I don't know about the boxing side of things. I don't know if he does that in training or if it's just jiu-jitsu. No, it's just, it's just pure jiu-jitsu at the minute. Yeah. So for to be an all-round fighter. Yeah. You, you need the boxing in there as well. Like, oh, definitely. Even from that day, from when he first threw the test one two on the pads with me to the very yeah. last one two three, you could see the difference. Yeah. But it's just to like keep him keep him at it now. Yeah, that and that's and that's where you need um positive role models, you know, no matter yeah, what definitely. no matter what you're doing in life, you know, that's if you want to be an MMA fighter, if you want to be the, the best gardener in the world, no, you need uh, the, the the world there's too many haters in the world and, and that's that's what I said you know and and the, when I started doing sports massage especially in, in the town I was met with so much negativity you know from people um, were you laughed at when people asked you what you done and you said oh I do sports massage but did, oh did definitely were people laughing at you yeah because the, you think sports massage you think pervert no because you're a man that does it that that's that was the yeah. And and you know it's it's a kind of it's almost like you're re, uh, you're kind of trying to re-educate people, you know, to think differently. Uh, I mean, I, I I met so even when I went back to school, I met a lot of resentment from people going, "What are you going back to school for? You're too old to go back to school." Um, it it shows people what they're not capable of whenever you achieve something. You are. Yeah. yeah, 
you know, it shows people their insecurities and that's when you really see the real people. I know that, that there's people starting out in sports massage now that, that, that I you know that, that talk to me and I'm like, listen, come to me anytime you want. Um, I'll help you wherever, wherever I can. You, if you want to come up and get a bit of experience, come up and help me out tonight. Because I, I, I know want to, I, yeah. I was with you with work, work experience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Uh, you nearly put my car through. <laughs> 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 Um, but that, that was that was a fun time. It was, it was. Um, but that that's like no, I I want to be for people starting out. What I never had, I want to be like a mentor. I want to kind of be willing to pass on experience. And you know that that's what there's not enough of. You no, know, not not just
and, yeah, and that, sometimes, that's what makes you you in a sense yeah and, and sometimes you know things don't go well for me and, and, and what I do is I, I take a back step I take a deep breath I reevaluate, and, and I go back in and it's you know I, I, I could probably go over the, the amount of times over the last seven eight years where, where I've failed or, or what we could be pers- no, probably would have put people off but I yeah. was so laser focused on what I wanted to do that, that I didn't see them as failures. They were just bumps in the road. Get back up and, and get on again. That's that's the way my, my life is now. Um and, and, and it's by no means a hundred percent perfect. You know, I still have bad days and I still have days where I could just go oh, I could just go home. But but where where I get consolation is is knowing that I have a job that I absolutely love. Yeah. And and how many people can say they get excited in their morning in the morning going to their work? Yeah, not many. <clears throat> it's 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 an, it's amazing to think that that these jobs are out there and we just don't know about it yet. See, uh, talking about your job, um, the MMA world's like sort of blown up. So you see more more and more people now going on to try and be sports massage to sort of follow yeah, yeah. in your footsteps, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. De- oh, definitely. Like even at uh, I worked at Kuma on Sunday, there was a sports massage facilities there with two sports massage therapists um, who both knew who I was, um, which was it was fascinating, but it was humbling too at the same time to think that these are, you know, people from like the opposite end of the country who know my name. Yeah, you know, because I, of I, the work you've done. Because of the work I've done and and, and being involved because that they, they see especially the, the 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 girl who was there who's who wants to kind of aspire to do what I do you know and work yeah. with the with the professional fighters and they work in the fight game um it it was it was really really hum- do you know what it's it's a really really humbling thing they think that there there's people out there that you don't even know that that may be inspired by you uh, yeah exactly and, and and it's so hard to believe because you know I'm just a normal person who who grew up in the glebe who I had no real ambitions growing up to to think that the that you can actually. It's not too late to do something. <clears throat> it's never too late. It's never too late to. It's never too late to live your dreams. I mean, you gotta you gotta take it one step at a time. Like you've got to go from, you know, uh, start where you are, uh, do what you can, and work with what you have, and 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 just be it. But the. Uh, I look back and think, how did it all start? And I just started with me with a decision. You just, yeah. you just decide what you're going to do and do it. And and it's as I know people say, oh, that sounds too good. It sounds too easy. It is. You know, we we but as we as humans, start, yeah, we as humans try to overcomplicate things. Sometimes things aren't complicated. Even at the start, even when I said, "Right, I'm going to do a podcast," it's mm. like people going, "Oh, why are you doing that for?" Yeah. But and five six years time, they could be going, "Oh, fuck! I wish I'd done that." Yeah, if you know what I mean. But um, just when you mentioned the Kuma, there's someone that we want to talk about. We were talking about yesterday. Um, who was the guy? I forget his name. Who you put a picture up on Facebook? Who won the title? Oh, Michael Quan. Michael, Michael Quan. Quan. The, yeah. There's there's a story. I want to take a brief story just in case Michael does some in the future come on the show. But I just want yeah. to take a brief moment to talk about Michael. Yeah. Yeah. And um, what I- do you? Obviously, I only know Michael through through the through the fight game, so I don't know the whole story. I'm just going by because I'm, I'm friends with him on Facebook, and I see you know the the post they put up. Um, yeah, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I actually, met him on my second ever show, and he has been 
he's, he's one of the guys I, I would actually, if I wasn't working a show, he's one of the guys I would go and pay to watch. You know, I just, yeah, I, 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 I'm so fond of him. I like him so much. But he went from, uh, according to his story, from a, an overweight, angry kid to uh, discovering MMA to now being a, a champion, an yeah. amateur champion. Um, but I, I definitely we, we put you in contact with him and try and get him on. Obviously, he could tell you the story a bit better. You know, yeah, he he won. Just you, you mentioned it. Yeah, you 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 want you talk about you know he won the title, uh, uh, on Sunday, and it wasn't for him. It was for his girlfriend. It was for the person behind the scenes that was pushing yeah. him all the way. You know, and 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 it was just it was it was brilliant. I was so happy for. Him. I was so we, we we try to be neutral as cup men, you know. We try not to be involved or or, or you know that kind of way. But for for that, is 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 one of the sports good guys, and I was just it was amazing to see just just him just stand there just holding the belt. Uh, from and, a person and, now who's not living back home. For yeah. You, when you put a picture up, was it was it with you and him, or was it just him? I can't remember. No, it was no, it was me and him. You and him, and you put a picture up congratulating them on the title. From yeah. a person on the outside, I just look like oh, another guy just won a title, but it's yeah. not in the same sense. It's a no. guy who went through so much to yeah. get that opportunity, and then he went and took it, and now yeah. he's the champion. Yeah, yeah, he definitely was, and he, and he's had and he's had setbacks, and he's he was on a he was on a three fight losing streak, and that was a rematch for the, the that fight actually took place last the last Akuma, and he lost to that guy. And uh, now it was like it was like the ultimate redemption story. Yeah, definitely. Um, just before we finish off, Brian, because it's just way over an hour now, but still, it's been a good talk for people listening. This is your first time ever telling the full story of what happened to you. Uh yeah, yeah. This is the 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 first time that is that that I've ever. Opened up the had room. had the ball, you know, so much so. I had to sit this morning with with my wife Sharon and, and just go over the story, and you know, it, it was stuff that she had heard for the first time. Yeah, and and I said you didn't want Sharon the the first things or no, you don't want Sharon to hear the whole story after this podcast. Obviously, you had to tell it before you came on. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, she's the she's the rock. She's the glue that holds everything together. She's the 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 behind the scenes she's the prep work in this in, in this crazy hectic life of mine you know yeah everything she does is uh, she goes above and beyond most days she goes above and beyond just so I can live my dreams yeah and and, and she's been amazing she's been amazing over the last I mean we didn't get it easy but yeah but, but, we, but we survived and, and we're here now yeah and then we'll we'll write a book someday Someday we will, and this will be the start of it. This will be the start of it, yeah. This will be the start of it. Well, Brian, thank you so much for coming on, man. No problem. We're we're well over our 40-minute limit. Oh, not we're... 40. Well, the, la- <laughs> the last ones were 40, and we're on the 80 on now. So... <laughs> I, I, I just showed how much we had to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- there was, you know, the, the whole being a sports massage therapist and being a cop man is, is an amazing, but... Yeah. but but the journey as to how it happened um, is even better. Yeah, I mean, it's I I, I kind of wanted to be the ultimate redemption story. I mean, you know, as as J.K. Rowling says, rock bottom can be the foundation to build your empire. Yeah, well, there's and, a quote to take away from today. Away from this <laughs> podcast, it's that quote. <laughs> yeah, 
so we're we've we've done it and we're here and we're here to tell the tale. Yeah, I was like I I had a page full of questions of things to go over mm. and it took us over eighty minutes of talking yeah. to get here. Yeah. Like that's the show like I want when people come on the show, I don't want people just to talk. I want people to open up like you have done and talk about everything. Um, it's, it's like everything, you know, t- tell your story no matter how insignificant it seems to be or, or it seems to you that it is because you don't know who you're going to inspire. Exactly. Yeah. And, and we have loads of inspirational stories in our town and there's loads of people going through things we don't know. And and what I will say is, is just, you know, if you see some of your friends that are down or if you see somebody who's not, you know, invite them to do something ask them to come along with you you know if you're a runner why don't you ask them to run if you crochet ask them they that they want to come along because sometimes you know it's, it's not for the love of doing the sport or the activity but it's for the company just to be there and be part of something i mean as as humans we're tribal by nature anyway uh so we, we shouldn't be alone you know we should definitely kind of work together to make sure that we that we are our community and thank god Stavan seems to be coming out of the dark ages in terms of that people are Definitely. supporting each other rather than than downing each other and you know laugh every day that's yeah. that's the best thing i can the, say there's because there's that many inspirational stories within our within Stavan, there's a lot of people from Stavan and even Derry area yeah i want i want to get on this podcast to tell their stories because yeah. there's local people and friends who know their story. Yeah. But for their story to be heard, they might say, Frank, as you said, it might be insignificant. Yeah. But it will help and inspire somebody. Definitely. Definitely. And and if you know somebody who has a story, I mean, contact her and get them on. It's, it took me three or four days of psyching myself up to actually do this. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm going over and reliving bad memories, but... You know, you don't know who you're going to inspire. How do you feel now, Brian, from your own point of view after telling everything and getting it off your chest, sort of, to be able to tell everybody, someone and people, everybody listening your whole story? How does that do, feel? Do, do you know what? I, I, I don't, my story doesn't seem like it's, you know, I, I've loved it. And, you know, it doesn't seem that important to me, but you know there there is elements i hope that people will take from it and go wow that th- this is a cliche thing that people say all the time if i can do it anybody can do it considering how low i thought of myself and how insignificant i thought i was yeah if, if i can do it anybody can do it you know what concentrate more on what makes you happy i mean it's amazing how how you know in terms of sports massage and stuff like that I, i'm obsessed but I'm obsessed because it makes me happy. You know, when you find something that inspires you and, and, and makes you happy and it's something that you want to do, you'll try and you'll work harder at it. Yeah, definitely. So, um, Brian, um, that is going to be us for today's podcast. Obviously, in the future, you're welcome to come on. I mean, you never know. If James and Connor and one gets a DVD set at a rumble, um, uh, we could just sit down. Sure. <laughs> Joe, Joe, oh, we we have to get your Shay on as well, but we can't just have the two of us. We need Shay oh, on as well. <laughs> I, I, I definitely get Shay on. <laughs> just just so I can critically analyze this thing. You, you don't know the story. Remember last year, Shay fought Kyle? Yes, uh, no, yeah, yeah. No, no. Does he, no he fought Milo last year. Milo, yeah. yeah. Um, I was Kyle, Paul, Kyle and Dallin fought last year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, 
Dylan pulled out from injury with four days before, and uh, James texted me to step on. I was yeah. all, fuck it, four days notice, let's go. So I went trained, and my first day trading, I sparred Shay. I don't know if I was telling you story. I busted your nose. <laughs> he busted my nose and floored me like three times up on three rounds. And I was like, I'm getting mad. I promise like, everyone is too bad. fight Kyle Morrison. I know Kyle doesn't have a fighting experience that Shay has. Uh, but I was feeling confident, and I'm feeling like absolute shit. <laughs> I know. It's see when see when you get on the ring or when you get on the cage or whenever you get on. You don't. You I, don't care. Um. It's it's. it's Mike Tyson says everybody has a plan until you're punched in the face, and that's, that's definitely <laughs> like even even going back to Brenda Strow's podcast. I was listening to before here. He said he done like fighting. He said for him it was fight or flight. Yeah. Like he beat Mirko Krukrap, and he was talking about it. He said yeah. he was scared to fight him. He said uh, it was a survival battle for him. Yeah, and th- and that's when you see your true character is when your back's against the wall and you're fighting for survival, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, that's that's when you see your true character, and it's unfortunately it's so time too when you see your true friends. Definitely, definitely. So I've I've, I've been fortunate enough to you know my 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 circle's small, and uh, I I have you no know, good friends that I can call on and, and talk to anytime I want, and I have a. Uh, a fantastic wife and two wonderful boys and that's that keeps me grounded definitely uh we haven't even touched on your older son i know we we're talking a lot about dylan but uh yeah. what age is your son now what age Ad- is he? adam is eight eight damn. yeah damn so he's i'm guessing you're gonna get him into the mma training no well? no he's 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 football um i i didn't get dylan under the mma he got under it himself he got under himself <laughs> he got under himself you're the hey, no, no, no matter no matter what he wants to do, you have to encourage them. You have to yeah. go out of your way. They, they, they make sure your children uh, experience everything they want to experience. Adam loves football. He plays football for for uh, New Belton's under eights um, every Monday yep. night, um, and that's that's what he wants to do. He wants to be, you know, Dylan wants to be James Gallagher. Adam wants to be Cristiano Ronaldo, and that's that's what kids should do. Yep, they should idolize someone and just chase after it. Yeah. Yeah, but but the, you have to tell your children. You have to remind them that there's a work there's a work ethic involved. You know, Adam comes. Adam comes with Dylan comes with me to the MMA shows. Adam comes with me to the football matches, and that's yeah. the two of them. They're they're that that's there. They get to do their own wee thing. That that none of the two of them cross over. Yeah, um, so so he gets the uh, he gets to do his thing as well. Perfect. Um. So Brian, this will be going up on the twenty second of April. Yeah. So I can't wait for everyone to listen to it now. So is there any, any last words you want to say before we finish up? Um, no, not not really. Um, I think we've kind of touched on everything. Um, obviously, without without my, my wonderful wife, I, I wouldn't be here. Probably literally wouldn't be here. Um, sure. Um, two boys, Adam and Adam and Dylan. Um, my 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 buddy, my my uh, glamorous assistant, Goldie. Nicola, <laughs> who uh, who helps me out no end, uh, in, in terms of the sports massage, and um, to to Jess and Danny, who keeps me seeing in the in the world of MMA and cuts. Yeah, just um, there's one last thing actually I want to touch on before we finish up. Now you mentioned Nicola. There's yeah. a, a story behind this. Anytime I go to get a massage, or anytime anybody goes to get a massage, <laughs> <laughs> you know where this going, <laughs> Brian. Brian's too lazy to do work itself because Nicola works along with him Brian would sit down and talk with the athlete that's on yeah. and make him feel comfortable or him or her feel comfortable <laughs> while Nicola does the work 
<laughs> well, as, as 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 I say there every week, there's not much point having a dog and barking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just as you mentioned, Nicola, we haven't we didn't really, we didn't really touch upon Nicola, but there's there there was a little story I wanted to throw in. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's a good man, bro. He's a good man. Uh, so, Brian, thank you very much for coming on. No Make problem. Sure there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you still like it, Make sure and uh, follow the podcast on whatever listening platform you're listening to it. Maybe on Apple Podcast, Anchor, or Spotify. We will be branching out on the YouTube very, very shortly. But we're going to see how the first couple of episodes go up. And um, thank you very much, Brian, for coming on. And that's going to be it for episode two. We'll be back next week with episode three. Hopefully, you'll join us in. And until next time, I will see you. And that's us. Happy days. <laughs> <laughs>